All right, welcome back to episode 13 of the Nest College Football Podcast. My name is Chris. Tony. And we have a great show for you today. We have the national landscape. Uh, only three unbeaten teams left in the country. Then we got Temple Talk and we got SEMO Talk. CMO. But first, let's hit it with the theme song. Great weekend for college football. It was jam-packed. A lot of uh, a lot of breaking news. A lot of storylines. A lot of storylines. Biggest is Tua. No one's tanking for Tua anymore. No, and, Tua uh, injured. Out for this. Out for the season. In his final series of the game in the second quarter, up thirty plus points. Should he have been out? Should he not have been out? What's your thoughts? Uh, that's a debate. I, I mean, I think uh, what Coach Saban said was that he was out there to practice the two-minute drill. Um, but ultimately, there was even before the game, people were saying that he should have been uh, shouldn't have even played that game. Yeah, uh, I mean, he should have been in for, first quarter. Once you're up twenty, take him out. Put in Mac Jones. It's not like Mac Jones can't play quarterback. No, I think uh, ultimately it's. It uh, changes the way Alabama um, kind of their offensive scheme. But another storyline could be they have a another Tua. Iowa, they do Tua uh, to his brother. Yes, but he's yeah. he's he's further down on the depth chart. Yes, but he's and he's a redshirt freshman. I mean, he's redshirting as a true freshman right now. Um, but they said seen, when he when he signed, he was actually better. A better prospect, I mean, coming out of high school than two other. Um, and I mean, if they if they play it smart, you know, you're he he would still keep his red shirt if uh, you know he play doesn't play more than four games. Um, which I mean, these this is all speculation, and Mac Jones is the guy, and and probably will be the guy. But if he struggles, you think you we know, see two of his brother? We could, and they, yeah, because they have to do. So, I mean, honestly, they they have to go to Auburn. Well, they go. Well the, well, the next game is what at like Western Carolina. Yes. Some crap like that. Yes. Which, if you go look at the rest of the SEC for next week, and it is an embarrassment. I saw yeah. one of the reply tweets when Game Day decided where they're going this weekend, which we'll talk about in a bit. But they said, "Why don't you go?" Why don't you go down deep in the South with one of those great SEC uh, SEC matchups they got going? Half of the SEC is playing like Division three teams this this week because it's the week before rivalry week. But only the SEC does that, and you don't see anybody anywhere else doing that. But the SEC will play the second to last regular season game is against like Western Carolina or like Wofford or some crap like that. Yeah, it's a tune-up game basically for the last week of the season. Yeah, which it it just softens up the schedule a bit too yeah. much. I think Alabama almost wishes they had a SEC game because honestly, you're not going to see what kind of team you are against Western Carolina. You're going to see what type of team you are in the following week against Auburn, and and what, what roster moves and adjustments you have to make. It might be too late going into Auburn because you don't know. I mean, you don't know how the team's going to uh, react. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
I don't know. It's going to be tough. I, I think if you see a little bit of Mac Jones struggle, they it won't use one of Tuga Viola's. Um, if you do the math, if they do make it to a college football playoff and they do go to the national championship, which it's a far stretch for them to do, um, they that would only that would be four games. You have. Excuse me. You have you have Western Carolina, Auburn, no SEC championship game. Then you got college football playoff round round one and championship game. That's four games. Tuckavella, if he struggles, I mean, if Mac Jones struggles West West Carolina, which you doubt, but he still gets his red shirt and you might see him. Here's a question for you while we're on this. I mean, we're speaking more on the terms of Alabama. What about Tua? Does he still? Um, That's that was that was my next question. Yeah, does he stay another year or does he leave? I mean, I I know. I'll tell you this: the whole Joe Burrow's thing. And he's your number one guy now. Um, even though Tua, I think talent wise is better, but health wise, Tua's injury is severe. They were comparing it to a, a Bo, the Bo Jackson. It is the exact injury Bo Jackson got that ended his career. Yeah, which they they were saying. They're saying it, it, he, yes, but he may never be the same. That's the thing. He may never be the no. same again. Um, inside source um, that I got here, um, when I, my inside source is my guy I met at the bar last night. His name is Quinn. He said, two is now dropped to a fifth round. He, he's, not the, he's not the town drunk, is he? No, no. He's, he came in from Dayton. He actually was at the Dayton SEMO football game two years ago, his freshman year. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, he uh, he was telling me inside source from him, two is now a fifth rounder drop. I'm gonna I go. Mean, that's, that's my source. Thing. I, I don't think my gut tells me he stays. I mean, um, you have to. You have to. Is he's gonna lose out on millions if he goes? Yes. If he goes, I, I I'll say this too. Uh, I don't know the recovery time. I, this is one of the first times, you know, I, maybe Bo Jackson was the first time a, a major athlete had this injury, but um, I don't know the recovery time. Is it a, is it a, a year? Is it a, is it more? Because, you know, he he won't be ready for the uh, – He's not even ready for NFL. Yeah, he's not ready for minicamp or anything. No, which as a rookie and, QB, you know, you could sit him for a year and, and – uh, Yeah, but like are you going to – you're not going to spend a first round on that. You don't know what he's going to be like. And they also, I think, that well, his surgery is on Monday, tomorrow. Yeah, in um, Houston. Yeah, in Houston, they said? In Houston, yeah. I Which, don't know, I don't know if they're going to be able to know if there is an actual uh, fracture in the bone until they go inside. Which yeah. may be interesting. If there is, it's apparently 100 times worse. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be just seeing him scramble, you just think to yourself, why are you in the game? One, two... Throw the ball away! You you saw him moving. He could barely move. Those guys were yeah. going a million miles an hour. Well, uh. I think I, ultimately you have to look at Tua. Um, you know, I, my, one of my buddies is a big Bama fan, and he's you know he's talking about how great of a, a quarterback he is. But me being you know in, in the sweepstakes for a top quarterback, with being a fan of the Miami Dolphins, I look at him. Yeah, he's great. But he's great when he's on the field. He's had so many injuries, and this being the you know the maybe the final injury um, to really set him back. 
uh, as an NFL team, you're definitely wary, especially with what's, what has happened to Andrew Luck. And uh, yeah, I mean it. it what we thought would we. I think we thought all for the last three years was the last two plus years. We're watching the future of the NFL. And up until yesterday, that's what I thought until yesterday hit. And I said to myself, we may be seeing part two of the best that never was. Yeah. Marcus Dupree. I think he stays. But the quarterback version. I think he stays. I don't think he goes. Yeah, I think he stays, and I think he he, um, he might do like a package with his brother and him, and, and a unique package. He's got family there too, which I think it makes. They all moved, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, I think he stays and recovers there and comes back. You think so? Yeah. Imag- and uh, imagine uh, his brother starts next year, and then Tua gets healthy, comes back mid-year next year, right around this time, comes back, wins the national championship, gets drafted number one overall, and then his brother comes and. Uh, his brother comes and then takes over back again. Yeah, I think that's a perfect storyline. I think uh, Oh yeah, it's written there. I will say this. I know we're talking about quarterbacks, what have you, uh, and we're, we're, this might lead us into the national landscape, but uh, uh, Herbert from Oregon. We're already on that. They're, they're on the doorstep right now. Who's that? Hit Herbert from Oregon. Oh, yes. If he if, – if they get to a um, – they're gonna play for a Pac-12 title. But you better not if, say what you're gonna say. Go if ahead. he gets, if he gets into the Cal-12 playoff, do not he say has, Heisman. He, he had no, not Heisman. Okay. He had, he has the opportunity to immediately become that number two guy and behind make Joe Burrow. Yeah, you know I mean, it sucks because that we were we were. I kept saying it all year. Tua, Tua or Burrow, one, two. Who's it gonna be? And now we don't get it. It was the the next the closest thing to RG three Andrew Luck we had all all along, um, and it's and there it is poof gone. But moving on, Baylor. I had in my notes is Baylor for real? They were until they blew a twenty eight to freaking three lead. Gone. Matt Rule done. What the heck? What the hell? And not on the road at home in front of your fans. That's oh good gosh, they had that game. In the bag. 31-10 to 10 it was then. Next thing I know, I'm looking up at the scoreboard, and it's 31-31. to 31. Lose it. Last three seconds. Oh, I can't believe it. Heart-wrenching. Heartbreaking. Shout-out to Baylor. Shout-out to Matt Rule. Um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to see. Um, another one right around that same time was the Cincinnati win over USF. South Florida blew it. Had the lead pretty much the whole game. Next oh, thing you know, yeah. 17-17 in the uh, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then uh, comes down to the last minute. And uh, Cincinnati wins it on a field goal. And there goes uh, the easier route for us with Cincinnati taking a loss. Now we need them to lose their next two games. And we still need Central Florida to lose one more game uh, for us to... And us to win out for us to get into win the East and get into the conference championship. Us as in the Temple Owls. Um, that's a tough one to watch. Um, were you watching that one live? I was following the Cincinnati. Um, yeah, I, I had to go CBS Sports. I had to go to that's where I got my inside source from my guy Kai, my guy Kai, but my my main guy Quinn down the road at the uh, the local sports bar where I was able to watch CBS Sports Network. I yeah. put it on. 
I asked, hey, can you put on the USF, the, the CBS Sports Network? And the guy was like, yeah, what game is that? And I was like, it's the Cincinnati-South Florida game. And he goes, oh, okay. Realizing that I'm in Ohio territory. And I was like, if it wasn't a Cincinnati game, they would have said hell no. So I'm lucky. Because well, I, was watching, I was following the game, and uh, I saw it was 17-17, and I texted you. Yep. And right, right, right when I texted you, I uh, went back to the game, and I saw the Cincinnati kick the game-winning field goal, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Tough one, tough one. Uh, yeah. Other big news was uh, Chase Young. Minnesota. Oh, yeah, that too. Minnesota, we'll go back to that. Minnesota, losing two. Yeah. The, tough the, the one. Two- Two dream teams that uh, yeah. kind of fun to root for because they aren't always in the picture. They're, I mean, they're done now. Yeah, I mean, uh, watching the end of that Minnesota game come down to the wire. Um, damn. Uh, and when I when I say done, I mean college football playoff. Then they still have they still have tremendous years, and Baylor will get another shot at Oklahoma. Um, yes, they still have another chance at the Big Twelve. Yeah, but they but, have uh, they have a. It's a little bit more of an uphill battle for them. Um, Playoff-wise, though, those two teams uh, are, are, can pack their bags on their dreams. Yep, yep. Um, well, what if Baylor wins the Big 12? I still I still think they'll they get mean, left out. Tuesday, but I still think they're too far out to make a run. Even if Baylor wins out the rest, and it was a close one, okay, Baylor beats, Baylor beats OU by 20-plus and wins the Big 12 championship. I mean, it, it, it really depends on where they are. Rarely does a team beat you twice in a year. Yeah, and honestly, Baylor, we just talked about it. I mean, Baylor should, probably should have won that game. So Yeah. Honestly, honestly, you know, it depends where they – I think that. it all depends on what happens if Oregon loses then. Yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 is sitting pretty. They just need to or, – uh, Yeah, if Oregon loses the Pac-12 championship to Utah, you think they leave – or you think whoever wins Oregon or Utah, they get in. Well, I mean, honestly, if honestly, it's going to come down to LSU and Georgia. Uh, if LSU would lose, I don't think they drop out of the top four. No, not a chance. Georgia, Unless Georgia it's a bad would. loss. Georgia would, and then it's a matter of who slides in: Alabama, Pac-12, or Big Twelve. That's that's yeah. that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Unless imagine Penn State beats Ohio State this weekend. Well, then, that that would just be mayhem. Now we're just getting into mayhem with that. Yeah, I I hope. Uh, I mean, we'll get into those games later here, but um, I hope Ohio State, because they no one's given them issues. Honestly, the only team that's really given them issues um, for the, for the first half wasn't it Cincinnati, and then they blew them out of the water in the second half. Uh, when was that? Early in the year. I mean, they they have not been in a game. Ohio State has not been in a game. They destroy everybody. Oh play. yes, yes, you're right. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, um, I'm looking at their schedule. And literally, yeah. everybody yeah. they play. They're, they're, they're the clear number two right now with LSU. They did, they right there. Um, but yeah, it, it'll it be very interesting if any of that happens. Mayhem would break loose. But um, speaking of Ohio State, Chase Young suspension. We called it. You heard it here first on last week's episode. Down to a two-game suspension. He is back active this week against Penn State. Um, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, we called it. Um, four games down to two. So only sitting out Rutgers and Maryland. 
which was uh, pretty convenient, I must say, uh, for his for his his uh, girlfriend to do it right around this time. Um, yeah. But a perfect yeah. time to tell. A perfect time. Perfect to tell. time to turn yourself in. Oh yeah. Interesting. Um, what else did I have on the docket? Uh, my ups- We're not going to do an upset of the week this week. It's going to be substituted with a new segment. But upset of the week last week, I called Navy over Notre Dame. Boy, was I wrong. Was I wrong? I also was very wrong when we said Wake Forest would be Clemson's toughest competition of the year. Big time wrong. Hand up on both of those. Not even close. Well, I, I, I mean, once Clemson was picked fifth in the original... Uh... Um, you you did say they they're with a vengeance everywhere. Oh, you just woke up a sleeping giant. It's, oh yeah. Said you're the fifth best team in the nation. Show us otherwise, and I think that's what they're doing. Oh yeah. So, yep. And they're good. They're a good team. I mean, we haven't seen them pay, play a, a challenging just because that's the ACC's got nothing to offer. But I think they're uh, a pretty well oiled machine and. Will they, will they be prepared when they have to face a, a very, very talented team in the playoffs? I don't know. But they have all the tools and the experience and the coaching to, to, to just put teams away and destroy teams in the ACC. Yes. Uh, speaking of uh, ta, the, the next week matchups we were talking about, this is the SEC's lineup of matchups. You ready? For yes. this this coming week. Just after this, we'll move on to quick games of the week and then the last segment of National Landscape. But... SEC, you have uh, Western Carolina at number five, Alabama. You have Samford, not Stanford, Samford at number 12, Auburn. You got an SEC matchup, A&M, Texas A&M at Georgia. UT Martin at Kentucky. East Tennessee State at Vanderbilt, Arkansas at LSU. Abilene Christian at Mississippi State. So you have one, two, three, four, five, five out-of-conference games, FCS matchups absurd then you have tennessee at missouri state missouri at mizzou it is oof, those are some ugly games not a weekend you watch any sec football at all um the closest and, thing would be a&m georgia that's the closest thing you would have and for all the sec could coaches who want to put their stars out a little bit too late in the game why don't you pull them in the first quarter the first quarter yeah half don't even start them don't even don't start them it's the last game of the year. It's one of your last games of the year. Put your backups in. Get your redshirt guys in. You probably didn't use all four of their games. Hopefully you didn't, or else you're an idiot. Um, get those guys in. I just wanted to get that off my chest when I saw that on Twitter. But moving on to games of the week. Um, actually, we, we, we should maybe quick touch on what the rankings looked like. Um, AP poll out for this week. Um, only big changes. Georgia has jumped Alabama. Georgia's number four. Alabama's number five. Probably will happen in the college football playoff. Utah's up to number seven. OU is up to number eight. Minnesota's down to 11. Baylor's only dropped one spot. I mean, it was a close game. So, uh, Michigan up to number 12 now. They're climbing back in. Michigan. Jim Harbaugh's just going to save his own job right there. Um, no other real breaking news. Uh, except the Temple Owls got a vote in the coaches' poll. One lone vote, along with wow. Kansas State getting votes uh, in the coaches' poll. One vote. Everybody knows the rules. Um, wow. Look at that. AP poll. North Dakota State 
got one vote. That's awesome. You see that? I see that. North Dakota State got a vote in the AP poll. You know who also got a vote? Illinois. Texas, four four votes. Are they saying North Dakota State's better than Temple if Temple didn't get one vote? That's what it sounds like to me. I mean, Have there ever been an F- FCS team ranked in the AP poll? I mean, North Dakota State, they, uh, they're they a well-oiled machine. I, it's tough for me to say. I don't know how you could add them into that. It just makes... It's, just not, compi- it's not fair. Yeah, there's, just... it's it's weird. Unless they're just going out and they're scheduling a bunch of FBS teams on their non-cons, and they're just pummeling FBS teams. Then I get it, but they're not doing that. I don't think they... Unless they just played an FBS team, which I'm not going to go research uh, right now at all, because I, I could care less about NDSU. But moving on to games of the week, there's two kind of good games. One kind of good game, sorry, one kind of good game, only other good, and there's only one real game to watch this week. Kind of good game is Texas at Baylor. Yes, they're both ranked, but I don't like saying their rankings because it doesn't really matter because they're going to change on Tuesday night. But Texas at Baylor ranked match up. Uh, But what everyone's really watching is number nine, Penn State at number two, Ohio, the Ohio State University, right here in my town. ESPN's coming to town. Big, big, big announcement. I texted you last night, was saying, I can't find it. It hasn't been announced yet. What's happening? Five minutes later, uh, they freaking post it on their Twitter, on their uh, Instagram. We see it right there. They are coming to town. They're coming to our city. What time Um, are you getting up for it? Uh, like last time I did this in 2015, um, I, I, we took a one hour nap, me and my roommates, and we, uh, got on the subway and got there by 3 a.m. So I don't have to take a subway, but my roommate, Dan, moves in on Friday and I already got a list of signs that we're going to run through, college game day signs that we're going to run through for, uh, for me to make. I'm going to do... Four total signs. Dan's going to hold one. I'm going to hold one. They'll be double-sided. I'll probably put them on sticks so I can hold them up. Um, I'm going to run through them. I've got top four. I brainstormed with Blaze. Shout out Blaze and shout out my buddy Steven Anstotz. Two uh, loyal listeners. Um, one of our Two of our thousands of listeners we have. Tens of thousands of listeners every week. All of you guys out here, don't steal any of my signs. I know that. Thousands of people who will be going to game day will also be listening to this. Don't steal any of my sign ideas. Thanks in advance. But here we go. A um, couple are uh, maybe barstool related or Always Sunny Philadelphia. Always Sunny Philadelphia was my last college game day sign that went viral. Uh, was uh, Philly is the best crack. Um, shout out Anstotz for that one. But this one is what's your spaghetti policy, which is a sign reference for uh, from Charlie on Always Sunny. He's just obsessed with spaghetti, and uh, it's a reference when he had a spa day, and he thought spa was short for spaghetti. Um, So that one's a funny one. It's just very random. Uh, Another one's hot soup coming through. Shout out Big Cat. Um, He says this when he's on the New York City subway, and he needs to just get through a big crowd. If you just scream hot soup coming through, it parts like the Red Sea. Um, Then some other ones we get into little... uh, this is a rocky road. Probably wouldn't put these on signs, but one would be Joe Pa New. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> other one would be Urban New. Uh, other one would be We Are. 
and then put enablers. Uh, maybe not do that one. Uh, the other one would be the clash of the enabler programs. Probably not going to do that one either. Um, then we got, uh, I could put one bite, everybody knows the rules, but then put my mac and cheese Instagram. Um, yeah, I, I say vote for that, the mac and cheese Instagram. Wait, wait, wait. That, that one's a good one. But then I got into some really good like storyline ones that I think you'll really like. The other one would be uh, uh, another TikTok trend, which I don't think I'd do that one. Um, here we go. These are the. This is where we get into the memes. This one is uh, you versus the guy she told you not to worry about. Um, it is uh, one, Tate Martell versus Justin Fields. That's good. Um, one would be uh, Tate Martell versus Dan Bilzerian. You know what Dan Bilzerian is? No. So Dan Bilzerian's a multi, multi, multi millionaire. He just made his money on like um, uh, poker. And he just has like a bajillion Instagram models that he pays to be around. And he just makes them famous. Tate Martell's girlfriend, who has almost 900,000 followers on Instagram, he has a quarter of a million. She almost has a million. She is a Dan Bilzerian model, right? One of his Instagram models. So uh, Tate Martell's girlfriend um, allegedly may have may have been with Dan, Bars, Dan Bilzerian. Allegedly, we're going to say. So I could also do Dan Bilzerian smash Tate Martell's girlfriend. That'd be a good sign. But the best sign is this one. This is the gold. You ready? Yeah. I bet Chase Young wish he had Manti Teo's girlfriend. That one might get on there. That one would get on there. That's the one I think. That that is you one yeah. That That's the it. one, and then I and then anything Tate Martell because Ohio State hates Tate Martell, so I could probably put on like you versus the guy she told you not to worry about Tate Martell versus Justin Fields or Tate Martell versus Dan Bilzerian um, to make fun of his his girlfriend who's. Who's like hanging out with Dan Bilzerian in like L.A. and Las Vegas while uh, he's in Miami? Um, those are I think of what I'm going with. Brainstormed a lot tonight with those, and I think the Chase Young Manti Teo because Manti Teo jokes are always great to come back with. Hasn't been touched on in a while, and also a wild story when you think about the Manti Teo thing back in the day. Wild yeah. story. Um, and you know, Chase Young's still hot in the streets with him coming back too. Since he's coming back, it's now you can joke about it. It's not too soon. Um, I think that would be. I think that's that would probably get on right when they come back from commercial break, and then they show like the signs. That's gonna be one of those signs. I think they would show. Now, wait, are you gonna get a, like a stick? And, oh, I think stick? I'm gonna go stick. Last time I didn't go stick, but I was front row. Yeah. But I think go I gotta go stick. Yeah, I would go stick. You gotta go stick, stick, and then uh, something on each side. And I already texted Dan the picture, and he's he just said uh, F Tate Martell. So he's all in on the Tate Martell ones. Well, you can have more than one side, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna double side it. One with like one with one joke, and then the other side's got another. joke. So I got four jokes I can put on two sides. I'm gonna go with. So um, maybe one of them will have one bite with my mac mac and cheese, and then the other will be uh, Chase Young. I don't know yet. I'm gonna go buy the poster board tomorrow on the way home from work. Um, if it's not too late and then, uh, maybe get some, uh, a big stick that I can get from, uh, Menards or Lowe's or something. So yeah. I'm ready. Uh, these signs will be hanging up on the living room wall probably, uh, next week. So Exciting. I'm pumped. 
I uh, originally was ready to tailgate all all day. I kind of wish the game didn't start at noon because I can go game day and then go tailgate. But you know, um, beggars can't be choosers. So we're gonna take it. And uh, any anytime you can experience college game day, it's a show I've watched for years on years end. And now I get to go get 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 to go to my second one. Um, not sure where they're gonna put it yet, but I'll stay close for details. Apparently, also Fox is bringing their tailgate show here too. Should be a packed house. Maybe you can yeah. get on both shows. Both shows with my sign. I saw in the reply. If you go to the the tweet that you you sent me on Instagram, if you go to the tweet version of it, all the replies yeah. are people saying just saying FSPN, ESPN. They saying screw SPN. Don't come here. We don't want you to come. Literally ninety nine percent of the replies were like, go to some crappy SEC school. Get out of here. They were like, it's going to be em-. People were all saying, watch it be empty. So It won't be empty. I don't think it'll be empty, but there was a lot of people replying, we don't want you to come. So it'll be interesting. Um, that's That was our new segment to replace the upset of the week because, uh, honestly, uh, my upset would it would just be me covering Temple Cincinnati, so we can get into that later. You got well, anything else in the national landscape? Quick, uh, quick uh, on the upset, upset of the week. Was it in college football? It was in college basketball. Evansville over Kentucky. No. <laughs> big, big upset there. Big upset. But hey, remember, like you said, rather an early loss than a late loss. That's right. People forget they about. They people forget about November won't, basketball. They won't kill you in November, but they'll kill you in March. Yup. Yup. All right. Moving on to Temple Talk. Big win, Tulane game, rematch of the 1935 Sugar Bowl, first ever Sugar Bowl, Pop Warner's team with the special uniforms. Um, They just had freaking stripes on. There was nothing special about them. They took the tees off the sleeve and they put stripes on it. The same freaking stripes that Ohio State has on their jerseys. Tulane had the same stinking stripes. All they did was just make it, take a little, little flash off it and just made them plain. And the helmets weren't even throwback. It was to call it a throwback was a kind of a little bit of uh, an embarrassment. I get it. They're but like make them throwbacks. Like the Bumblebee Steelers, those are throwbacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's something yeah. I would have liked to see. Yeah. But, but a big they, game for They the, look good. They look good winning at them though. Oh yes. Oh yes. Big game for tight end. A lot of tight end action. Um, not sure what, let's see what they finished at from what I have in my notes, uh, third through the third quarter, two touchdowns by, uh, by the tight end. And yes, he did finish two touchdowns. Yaboa, two touchdowns, five or seven, six, three yards, big game. Again, our guy blue is just going off. He is going off 131 yards again, 120 plus yard game. One touchdown blue is on fire. Only a sophomore too. Yes. Isaiah Wright, one reception, two yards. Uh, I saw this in the uh, in the uh, fan forum page that the worst thing to happen to Isaiah, for Isaiah Wright was to be named preseason All American, but he was named preseason All American as a special teams returner, um, not as a wide receiver. So I mean, he's 
He's still a weapon in that regards. Um, kicking returns at 54 yards, 24 yard long. Um, it's That's what he'll go to the next level for. He will go to the next level for that, and then hopefully he just gets a chance to catch some balls. But when you have Blue and Mac, who are just straight weapons, weapons in the game, um, it Isaiah just takes a back seat in the receiving game. Kind of stinks a little bit because I think he's got a lot of talent that just isn't really tapped there. Just there's just the other two guys are just more talented, you know. True, true, and and you got to be honest with yourself and say, hey, maybe the scheme, you know, fit isn't isn't for him and. Blue and uh, uh, Mac are having great years, and in the Reading game, if Davis and Gardner is great, and right, this may not fit the scheme. And unfortunately, he's a senior, so it's you know this is how he's going to go out. But um, you know they just haven't used him in the right way to make him effective from week to week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still a, he's still a weapon, and he's still a threat in that return game, and he will he will make an impact in in uh, in a springly in the spring. Uh, NFL rookie camp or, or preseason as a returner. I bet that'll happen. So we'll be keep an eye on that. Um, but Russo, 221 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Santeo, four for six, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Love the mix-up that we got going with Todd. Todd and, and Russo. Todd and Anthony were both thrown for 76 yards at the exact same time. And uh, at one point, uh, Blaze said, called me and said, is Russo done? And I said, no. Rod said, Russo's job is secure. He had zero touchdowns, 76 yards, one interception at the time. But he said, I think Todd may be taking over. He said, no, this is it. Todd knows his role, okay? Russo's job is not in jeopardy. It's a dual. It's tough playing two quarterbacks. Complete different pace of game. Complete different looks. I love it. And when I said we would see more of Todd as the season went on, and we have. And it's been great. I love it. Some people in the – some fans are being idiots and they won't shut the hell up about about too much Todd, too much switcheroo. Let Rod do his job. He knows what he's doing. Um, but this – this I like this because next year we're going to see the same thing. Russo will be a senior. Todd will have one year under his belt as a dual dual program – Dual quarterback program, right? Year two of the system, we're going to see more throwing different looks at defenses. Then, then, Todd will enter his year as a full-time starter. Rousseau will be gone into the NFL. Now you have Todd with two years under his belt with a lot of game experience. Now he's a starter. Watch out for Todd Santeo in two years because Todd will be zinging the ball Ripping up the field when he's a starter, because of this experience he has right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, you get him in uh, different uh, positions. You just got to stay healthy, and if he still yeah. stay plays quarterback, every time he's out there, he's getting experience, and uh, you know, as long as the system's effective and it's not, you know, uh, affecting your offense in a negative way, you know, roll with it and see, um, you know, if you can pick up, you know, put up bigger and better numbers. But you know, overall, it doesn't hurt getting. You know, your future Q- QB a look uh, from time to time. And they're different QBs, too, which makes it unique. Yes, yes. Um, I, lo- I love watching it. Uh, Gardner and Davis, I love watching them tear it up together. Others was the defense. Too many, uh, just a few too many open field runs for me. 
in this game that I didn't like. Uh, and the weakest in the defense was whenever they spread the defense got spread out by the offense, they were just able to Tulane was able to just poke holes in it. If they if they could just clean that up for this 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 coming week, which we'll we'll transition right into with Temple at number 17, currently 17, Cincinnati, which they'll probably jump up a bit in the college football playoff rankings, probably top 15 now. Um, Temple at Cincinnati, Saturday, 7 p.m. We can't get exposed with the uh, holes in the defense that Tulane was able to to expose Temple on. But what's your thoughts on this this game coming up? And uh, we'll we'll run it quick as we preview Uh, this. I love it. You're on primetime ESPN2. Um, you know, this is big time, a huge opportunity for Temple, you know, that, like you said, they, they got a vote in the coaches pool, but not really respected in the AP pool, but if they win this game, it's a must win, you know, it's a must win, it's a must win, hands down, well, if you don't win it, you can't win the conference now, because you gotta get Cincinnati to lose, if you win this game, you you might get some votes. You might be ranked. I don't know, but Ooh, I mean uh, that would that if we do win this game, that would be where am I at? That would be our first second. That would be our third ranked win this season. That might be a Temple football record: three wins over ranked opponents this season. Yeah, and honestly, you know you're you're seven and three right now. To go three and one against ranked opponents, name another team. That would go three and one against ranked opponents in the group five. I mean, that's, I mean, you got your, I mean, LSU. You got some big names. No, no, no. In the group five, group of five. Oh, the group five. I don't group know. Of five. That's a tough. I, I think that's the num- Nobody else would go three and one. Now you got. Do you have a resume for the near six bowl? If you beat Cincinnati, you beat UConn. Cincinnati loses. Um, Cincinnati loses to us, and then they lose to Memphis. Who knows? And yeah, we already beat I- Memphis, so. Then, then we get to play Memphis again. I like the way this is sounded, but we're not going to get ahead of each other. We're not going to get ahead of it. No, I was going to take care of business in no, Ohio. No. Man, uh, if I was, if there was, I'd love to go to the game. I'm freaking less than two hours away. That's right. You are. That's true. You think I go to the Ohio State game and then drive right up to Cincinnati, go to the Temple game? You could do that. I could. That'd be a wild move to do. Who knows? Maybe I just will do it. Maybe I will. That would be a jam-packed college football Saturday. Let's see how far Cincinnati is right now. Uh, Cincinnati is currently, from me, a... Breaking news right here is... Will I do this drive? One hour and 44 minutes. Not bad at all. That's not bad. That is not bad. I don't know. Maybe uh, we'll see. We'll see if Dan would road trip. That would be a wild day to go to two college football games in one day. That sounds like a genius idea by me with then working at 11 a.m. the next day. Um, We'll see. I think the Owls pull out the upset and pull the win out. It'll be a tough one. Defense just has to be tight. They can't be exposed. That's my my biggest thing. Defense can't be exposed. Defense got to play tight. Hopefully we get to see some special teams. Uh, we got to get some special teams magic in the mix. Always get some of that to help to help the game. Um, special teams magic sprinkled in with maybe an Isaiah Wright touchdown on a on a return. That would be beautiful. Uh, Temple for the win. Uh, what's your prediction? Um, ASBN gives Temple a thirteen point four chance to win. I'm gonna roll with those odds. 
You know, like you said, defense has to be strong. Um, they have a kid, uh, Michael Warren. He's uh, having a fantastic year, 172 carries, 833 yards. Got to slow him up, but uh, got to get some turnovers and, and change that home field, get out to a quick start, and who knows, pull that upset up. Yep, agreed. Well, now moving on to SEMO talk. EIU recap. Big win for the Red Hawks of Southeast Missouri State down in East Illinois. Uh, you did not go to the game. I did not. I, I watched it, though. You watched it all. Uh, I had it on my quad screen. A lot of games going on on my quad screen going on uh, action, but you had full screen view. Um, let me know your thoughts. What did you take away from the game? Um your 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 likes and your dislikes go kind of an ugly game you know a kind of a slow starting game eastern illinois was up for a while and then you know they're they're one and they were one and nine for a reason now they're one and ten they made a lot of mental errors and um honestly we uh, all every one of their quarterbacks got hurt they were on the third string quarterback for most of the second half um, which affected their offense if their first string quarterback isn't very good see that's third something you don't know Unless you're watching with the sound on, so I was yeah, watching the whole game, most of the game without sound, until the Temple game was over. So did not know yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah, their third string QB wasn't very uh, effective for them. Um, so and then we kind of we kind of just came out in the second half, put our foot on the pedal, and, and pulled away, and um, had a hard time getting the run started. Robinson ended up with 77 yards, and Custis had 42, but it was kind of a um, a tough game, and I will give Eastern Illinois a compliment. First team that really kind of shut down Wilkerson. He only had four catches for fifty-six yards. Um, if you look at his stat lines for previous weeks, yeah, he put up one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty yards. Yep. And EIU maybe had laid down the groundwork at, to shut him down. I don't know what they did, or he just maybe wasn't in the scheme that day. But uh, yeah, our secondary was definitely exposed as they had Hill go for 152 yards. Yeah, it looks like a Wilkerson stat line. Yeah, so it was a uh, an interesting day to say the least. Um, they pull out the win. It wasn't as pretty as you would like. I, I think I said 35 to 10. Sounds uh, about right. Pretty close. I, I was could have been closer, but um, they got. You know what matters? You got. You can't be picky. You got the win, and um, now you're gonna. You're ranked 15th. You might move. I don't know if they'll move up, but they. If they do, they'll be 13th or 14th. They won't make a crucial big jump. But um, right now, they're an at-large playoff team. We got Murray State coming to Cape and um, Senior Day. And uh, for our listeners who don't know, last year, big, kind of big, big loss. One of the greatest moments, I think, um, if not in college football, at least that season, and especially in the FCS, probably a top ten play. It's probably top, top ten, yeah. In yeah, FCS. I mean, it was a last-second kickoff. They ran it back with uh, eight seconds left or something. and they. I remember. The, the only Ooh. way they would win is if they returned it, and they returned it in two seconds on the clock. And uh, at the time, we thought our CMOS chances were gone, but they, they ended, up, uh, ended, up, ended up working out. But uh, they left a bad taste in the seniors' mouth, and they're coming to Cape now. And, and there's a lot of emotion probably going into this game. You're playing for a OVC title. You're playing for... 
your seniors, you're playing your home field, and you're playing against a team that uh, kind of kicked you in the teeth last year. Agreed. Um, it is a little touch on last week. Um, great game by EI, to play EIU, um, but you got to finish strong with this week, Murray State. Um, currently, Austin P just uh, just beat them, forty-two to seven. I think it'll be a a, a, a typical win, no no beat down. Um, I don't think it'll be as close as last year. But um, Murray State always is a, is a top rival for Southeast in any sport of, across all the OVC. I think it'll be a, a win. They'll cruise. They'll finish out the, the season strong, winning, um, what is it now? That would be one, two, three, four, five, six in a row at 2 p.m. on Saturday. And uh, biggest thing is we all, we all got to be now East, Eastern Illinois fans to, uh, to, have, to take down – the Austin P governors to win the conference. That's right. That because right. we are currently tied with Austin P, but they have the tie break against the Red Hawks with a uh, four point win against us back uh, earlier in the season. And that's all we got. We take care of our business, which I think we will, but we got to be the biggest Eastern Illinois fans. They're sitting one and six and one and 10 overall. So, it would be a it'd be a tough one, but it's possible for the Red Hawks to win. Yeah, what I, what I'll say really quick is you know, it, like you said, Chris, you got to need some help to win the OBC. But on the other hand, just take care of business at home. You're a playoff team if you win, and uh, you know this time next week, if all goes right, we'll be talking about who Simo's playing in the playoffs. Yes, and where they'll be playing, which is really exciting and. Uh, but you have to win first on Saturday. Don't scoreboard watch. Worry about what's going on. If Take Eastern care of wins, yourselves. Yeah, if Eastern Illinois wins, you're OVC champs. If they lose, well, you're still going to the playoff. It's, exactly. And that, on you. and that EIU game is at 3 p.m. Eastern, so uh, the, the Red Hawks will be playing at, what is that, 2 p.m. I have. So our game will end. Red Hawks will end, and then he can sit back and watch Austin P. hopefully lose to Eastern Illinois at the end. But I think the Red Hawks pull out the win, and it's I, I, I'm imagining they'll be flipping on the channels quick, and it'll be a, hopefully a nail-biter, and we get to see some good some good football happen uh, at, with Austin P. Uh, and in Eastern Illinois. So what's your prediction? Let's hear it. Uh, Simo wins. I... I... I want to pound them. I mean, I think uh, last year I was at that game at Murray, Kentucky, and it was heartbreaking, and it was a uh, tough game as a Red Hawk fan to watch. One of the toughest ones I can remember. But uh, I think we pound them. I, I think we, we uh, start fast. I say uh, 35 to 10 again. 35 to 10 again. I knew you were going to go. Once I heard the I'm three. Gonna roll, I'm going to roll 35 to 10. I was Until you hit somewhat it. close last week. I think I hit on the nail this week. Gotcha. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Episode 13, man, we're going strong. Thanks, everyone listening, our thousands of listeners out there. And again, please don't steal any of my college game day signs if you're in Columbus. And uh, maybe I'll go to two college football games in one day. Probably yeah, not, but maybe I will. I'm going to one for sure. There we go. Me too. At least one, maybe two, but probably not two. But maybe two. Who knows? Go Owls. Go Red Hawks. Peace.